Welcome to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. Join me each week for inspirational stories from people making sustainable changes in their lives, their work and their communities, as well as solo episodes from me exploring the small changes we can all make each and every day to make a big difference to the planet. Hello, hello and welcome back. It feels like an absolute age since I put a new episode out there into the ether, but in fact it's only just over a month. However, that month has encompassed the summer holidays, which might be why it feels like longer than a month. Every year I naively think at the start of the holidays that it'll be fine and I'll still be able to get loads done and I'll be this amazing multitasking mum who can do it all. And each and every year I'm surprised by the fact that I can't. So needless to say, I have not done it all this summer holidays. I have scraped by. Some days wishing I had a lovely office job to slope off to to give me some breathing space. And other days having periods of, oh, I don't know, five minutes or maybe even longer marvelling at how lovely it is when the two kids get on. (laughs) Anyway, here we are, end of August and only three days left of the summer holidays. Not that I'm counting. And for the last 11 years, the first week of September has heralded not only a return to school for the little people and a collective sigh of relief from any work-at-home parents, but also the rubbish fest that is Zero Waste Week. Zero Waste Week is the brainchild of bin maestro Rochelle Strauss and is now in its 11th year. And from a small start with just over 100 people taking part in the first year, it's now grown to a global reach of over 56 million with participants in 75 countries around the world. And it's a campaign that Rochelle runs single-handedly without any funding. So if ever you doubt that you can make a difference as just one person, you need to listen to this one. I recorded this episode last year in 2017 and it was previously published on my old podcast which no longer exists but it's too inspirational to just leave gathering dust on my computer so I'm republishing it here in time for Zero Waste Week 2018 which is the 3rd to the 7th of September. So grab a cuppa, get comfy and listen in. Hello Rochelle, welcome to the show, how are you? Hello, Jen. I'm excited and nervous, actually. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. We're just having a chat. Yeah, it's just that there's like millions of people listening. That's okay. (laughs) In the world's domination of podcasts that we're aiming for. (laughs) Brilliant. So can you start off by introducing yourself? And we're going to be chatting about Zero Waste Week. So if you can tell us a little bit about Zero Waste Week, that would be fab. Okay, Zero Waste Week then was born in 2008. So this year will be the 10th annual campaign. And it's a campaign that raises awareness about the amount of stuff we throw away, Mm -hmm. basically putting it shortly. So the idea is that participants take part and throughout the week, I encourage them to, you know, rethink what they're throwing in the bin to see if they could perhaps reuse something or to change their shopping habits. It might be that we're looking at composting. Every year has a different theme. Mm -hmm. But the overall aim of it is, as I said, that we start to rethink our rubbish and perhaps even review it as a resource if Mm -hmm. we can. Brilliant. And how did you get into zero waste and all things kind of rubbish? (laughs) Um, 
It started in, hmm, it's an interesting one. There's almost two beginnings to the story. Okay. So I'll, I'll go right back to yeah. 2004 when I was on holiday with my family and we were in a village called Boscastle in, um, do you know what? I can never remember whether it's Devon or Cornwall. I'm really sorry. I think it's Cornwall, but my geography is... Thank you. My geography is terrible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on holiday in Boscastle and to cut a long story short, we experienced flash flooding while we were there and it was dramatic in that 100 people had to be airlifted out of the village because while we were standing there two rivers burst their banks it was torrential rainfall two rivers burst their banks the tide came in at the same time and we ended up with sort of 10 feet of flood water which washed the bridge out into the sea which would get people out of the village so yeah there were 100 people um stranded and had to be airlifted out fortunately we were not in amongst those people but we were there watching it as it happened and uh, my husband was helping people get out of their cars um, because the water was rising up and they couldn't open their car doors that kind of thing I'm standing there with my daughter in my arms thinking actually Jen at the time I was thinking everything I've been reading about climate change is happening now. Yeah. Not in 50 years' time, but right now in Mm. front of my eyes. And it was a huge wake-up call. So, you know, whether that was right or wrong, I don't think really matters. Yeah. But what it it was for me, it was was a time of sowing seeds. Sure. And I came home from that uh, quite traumatised, actually, but thinking, you know, what am I going to do with this information and this thing that I've just experienced? Mm. And I couldn't really go back to Boscastle and rebuild the village, you know, and I and I couldn't throw money at it. So what I did was set up a local free cycle group, which you're probably aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people that haven't heard of it, it's a brilliant uh, campaign where people are connected with people who have things to give away. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you've got something in your home that you don't want anymore, say an old dining table, it's not good enough to sell but you know that somebody could, you know, make really good use out of it, then you can put it onto the FreeCycle database, an online platform, and then anybody in your area can come and take that dining table away. Yeah, it's such a brilliant idea, isn't it? It's fantastic because it's keeping stuff out of landfill that would normally perhaps end up there. Yeah. So I set this up and it was really successful. After a few years, I split it into several groups because it got massive and I handed it over to somebody else. And so in 2008, I was thinking, okay, what, what should I do this year? You know, what's my new plan? What's my New Year's resolutions? And I came across a blog by a lady uh, called Karen Cannard, who lots of people will have heard of. Mm-hmm. And she had taken her council zero waste week challenge. And in a week, she'd only thrown away one plaster where she'd cut her finger. Wow. I know. And I read this blog and I was looking, thinking about this woman thinking, I'm going to do that, yeah. <laughs> like like you do. Yeah. So I said to my husband, I'm going to start recycling because we weren't doing anything. Uh-huh. Everything we had was in the bin, including you know, tins, glass bottles, newspapers. It, it all went into right. the bin. So I said to my husband, hey, husband, guess what? We're going to start recycling. And his response wasn't really that favorable. Okay. He, said, he said to me, number one, which was a good point, actually, what difference can we make? Right. And number two, I'm too old for this. I've been doing this for 50 years. I'm not about to change my habits now. 
so uh typically determined that made me even more you know determined to succeed myself but in all honesty after day three like all new year's resolutions i just had enough okay because taking out a beer can from the bin when it's got tea bags and vegetable peelings and other stuff it just wasn't much fun anymore so that was that put that to one side and then later in the year I read an article about the effects of plastic on marine life Mm -hmm. and you've probably seen the image it's an iconic image of a turtle with a carrier bag in its mouth and I I kind of just looked at that and I sent the article to my husband via email even though he was upstairs (laughs) at the time like you do and um, he read the article and it moved him so much. It was his turning point. Mm. And he looked at me and said, we are never using another carrier bag ever again. Mm. And his thought at the time, like I had this weird thought that, oh, my goodness, you know, here's climate change. It's happening right now. His thought was that could have been my carrier bag. Yes. Yeah. Which sounds utterly ridiculous. But when you think about it, it was somebody's. Yes. So why not mine? Why yeah. not yours? You know, so we started this zero waste lifestyle which really began with just not using carrier bags anymore Uh and because I like to write I set up a blog just to really chart our progress and to keep ourselves accountable but by the end of the year we were getting 80,000 visitors every month Wow! all tuning in to see what was in the back of my fridge (laughs) and um, you know that's that's where the whole things started for us and so with the idea that you know there are people around the world watching what we're doing it actually kept us going yes um it was a brilliant motivator for us and made us keep looking at okay what can we do now what could we do next and that's where our zero waste journey began really yeah brilliant and I think sometimes the term zero waste can be quite intimidating and a little bit off-putting for people and the assumption is that if you join in with zero waste week or you want to be zero waste that you have to go straight from where you are now to not throwing away anything and I always try and think of zero waste as a journey because actually to get to the end goal of zero waste living in the modern developed world is actually really really quite difficult but that doesn't mean that we can't there aren't things that we can all still do and that that's not a reason not to start on that journey I think you're right and one thing that's really important to remember is it took us 18 months so we began by not using carrier bags Mm -hmm. and then we added the next small thing and the next small thing so that eventually we got to where we wanted to and we are we are not totally zero waste I think as you said in this modern developed so-called <laughs> developed 21st century world living without creating any waste at all I would say I would go so far to say is impossible mm-hmm. unless you can be completely self-sufficient mm-hmm. which I'm, I guess that there are a few people who are like that mm. For a family living in a sort of, if you like, a mainstream world, yeah, especially with children, it, you know, it's very hard. Interestingly, it's easier with children when they're very young. Yes. I've now got a teenage daughter and I'm, I'm not about to dictate to her what she can and can't yeah. do. You know, she, this is her journey through life and she has to find the, the path for her. Yeah. Um, so I think the way I look at it is you find your own definition of what zero waste means to you as a family. So for us, we're looking at 
putting as little as possible into landfill. Uh-huh. So that would mean that we look up the waste hierarchy. So as well as if if you think about the phrase reduce, reuse, recycle, it's in that order for a very specific reason. And that is that I think everybody starts with recycling, which is exactly what we did. And that's great. But when you but when you're then recycling everything you can, you start to think, okay, what could I reuse to Mm. give it a little bit extra life? What could I reduce in my life? And then we even come up to, you know, looking at shopping habits. What is it that I'm going to say no to or find an alternative to that I'm comfortable with? Yeah. I think the key here is that this isn't a lifestyle that's about deprivation. It's not about going without. It's about finding better choices. Yeah, definitely. So that we can continue to enjoy this, you know, all the comforts of the 21st century, but we do it maybe more mindfully or more sustainably. Yeah, and it's all about those exactly what you said just about being more conscious isn't it I remember the first time I came across zero waste and it was while we were doing our year buying nothing new and and I and I think the council were doing or our local wildlife trust actually were doing something a new year's thing called slim your bin and it was sort of waste watchers but w-a-s-t-e and uh and I joined in it was an eight-week thing and um I think it was it must have been aligned with Karen's um rubbish diet and uh and I sort of thought, well, this is, you know, this is going to be easy. We already do our recycling. But I just hadn't made that connection at all between what we were buying and what we were throwing away. And the fact that actually, if we really want to reduce our waste, we need to look start from the other end and look at what we're bringing into the house and whether that can be reused or recycled and try and stop buying the things that can't be. I think that's the key there. So I, if people ask for advice, I say to them, before you get to the checkout, ask yourself what am I going to do with this product Mm. or this packaging once I've finished using it and it might be that you need to look for an alternative it might be that you need to actually go and shop somewhere else Mm. where you can get what you want it might be that you decide to raise awareness by buying that product anyway but then sending the packaging back to the manufacturer saying you know questioning them saying what what can I do with this and if you're creating something that I can't recycle, really, perhaps you need to rethink. Yeah. And this does take me back to my husband's comment, you know, what difference can I make? Yeah. And I think it's important that we look at the collect, always look at mm. the collective impact. So if everybody in Britain recycled one more tin can, that would be 60 million tin cans out of landfill. Yeah. And then we can start to see that actually those little steps, mm-hmm. they're not meaningless. Yeah. I know it can feel overwhelming when you look at the big picture. Yeah. But, if, but this is the whole idea of the Zero Waste Week campaign is that everybody doing their bit adds up to a huge, significant impact. Definitely. And, and I think, I always think that I can't impact on bigger you know, global organisations and corporations, but these are the things I can do very important to me that I that I do them and if I can be seen to be doing them because I'm blogging about it or I'm talking about it then so much the better but actually even if nobody else was watching it's really important to me that I do it and that I take a personal responsibility for the impact of my choices and the impact of my actions. Yes I think so but the other thing is and I I don't know how we could ever pull this off but just imagine if at a, a particular time on a particular date everybody went into this particular supermarket mm. and and made an issue about 
I don't know what, a particular type of packaging, mm. left it on the checkout, you know, did did whatever. I think we could actually turn things around almost overnight. Mm. But it takes, again, it takes everybody to, to rise up together and yes. say, you know what, we've actually we've had enough of this. That groundswell, isn't it? And that, I think somebody before I talked to her talked about the analogy, you know, pebbles on a beach. And it's, you know, you might be one little pebble, but actually you can be a three mile long beach altogether. Yes, it's, um, that's Pebble Magazine, isn't it? About creating ripples. Yes, yeah. yes. Which is exactly the the ethos, if you like, behind Zero Waste Week. It's for everybody. I know the title can seem intimidating, mm-hmm. but it's just a it's just a goal. I think it's good to set your sights high. Yeah. Um, but it might be, you know, if we've got a, any goal in life, it's just good to aim high and then to just see how close you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, how did you make that transition between? wanting to personally live a more zero waste lifestyle or start on your own journey towards zero waste and the idea for zero waste week and launching it that started in again it was almost by accident so I'd been blogging for three months Mm -hmm. and then I was challenged to do by Karen again she's got a lot to answer for that woman (laughs) (laughs) I was challenged to do a zero waste week so she said you know you and your family I don't want you to put anything in your bin for a wow. week to see how you get on and I'm I was really up for it but I wrote a blog post about it and said to my readers who'd like to join me you know yeah. I could do with some moral support here and a hundred people roughly wow. said yes so all we did that year was we just carried on a, a big comments thread on the blog but by the end of the week it was really interesting people wrote and said firstly that they'd had a lot of fun which is a word I wasn't expecting to be associated <laughs> with reducing waste yeah and also you know we've loved it so much we want to do it again yeah so it was a combination of those two things that made me think you know what this actually needs to become an annual awareness yes. campaign and so 100 people 2008 and then last year I think the hashtag reached something like 20 million people <gasps> on Twitter Oh my goodness! it's just growed growed it's just grown exponentially sort of year on year wow my goodness Mm. and people can come and actually physically sign up and kind of commit almost to to the fact that they're going to join in and to and make a zero waste week pledge can't they how many people did you get sign up last year well it's an interesting thing because I've watched it change over the years Mm -hmm. so I think when I started my blog, I'm pretty certain, I'm sure somebody will correct me here, but it, I don't think Twitter and Facebook really existed. Okay, yes. Um, they, they possibly did, I don't know. But now, Twitter is where all yeah. the activity starts. So interestingly, my mailing list is fairly small. It's okay. about two and a half, three thousand people. Mm. But where all the activity happens is the sort of distribution of all the yeah. social network um, channels. Yes. So um, the way, what, what's interesting as well is people say, and, and I still struggle to understand this, but they say it's a really cutting edge campaign. I'm like, what What are you going on about? There's been campaigns about things. But the fact that there is no event at the NEC where people come nice. to, it's purely a virtual event, yeah. but it has this massive uptake. Mm. It's, and I, you know, I think it's the way forward. Yes. I really do. Because when you go to these events, you've got the, non-sustainable factors of people yes. traveling there yeah. of running the building the heating the lighting the mm. inevitable goodie bags full of 
rubbish that yeah, nobody wants. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of, all of that stuff. But I'm getting the same reach on social media. Yes, and there will probably be some people who jump on the hashtag on social media who might actually know nothing about you and never yes. come to the website, but actually it's about everybody coming together and that's one of the beautiful things about social media and about Twitter is that it provides that opportunity for people to connect isn't it that's right so I I make wonderful connections with complete strangers as you say people that don't know me and also I've had tweets from really massive organizations like Greenpeace Penguin Books Jamie Oliver uh, Food Revolution you know, some really big names that, again, if I'd put on an event somewhere, they probably wouldn't have heard about it. Mm. But it it gets, you know, just stuff goes viral on uh, social media. Yes. And before you know it, you've reached people. I mean, this is the other thing. 2008, it was just a few people in England. Last year, I think I got 16 different countries. Wow. Of people signed up because, as you say, you can go to the website, sign up to get on the mailing list, Uh or you can come along to the Facebook facebook group and yeah. uh, twitter so there's lots of ways for people to interact yeah and, and the facebook group actually has is something did that start a couple of years ago and and is almost a continuation of zero waste week throughout the year isn't it it's a, a brilliant place for people to come and connect all year round about all things zero waste it's a wonderful community i absolutely love the people on there because they are so engaged yes with the um important topics so you're right you know it's it's about like having a dog zero waste week isn't just for one week of the year it, it is for 52 weeks of the year and yeah. that's exactly where people can come along and keep up keep up with the conversation and and just get advice on and share their stories as well share their successes yes. such a great place to be i love it over there and it's zero waste heroes isn't it oh jen <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm sure it is i'll link to it in the show notes so you thank can you come and find it and so what's been your biggest accomplishment with zero waste week so far what are you most proud of oh um i think it was probably i think it was 2015 when zero waste week was put forward it's called i'd never heard of it i have to admit it's called an early day motion in parliament so i had this email to say zero waste week's been put forward for an early day motion i thought well that sounds cool but what on earth is that sounds like an early morning poo doesn't it yeah well it does really (laughs) so anyway i did a bit of googling because where would we be without google yeah and um i discovered that uh, a, a member of parliament had put it forward for other members of parliament to look at and if it gets enough signatures it actually has to go to parliament to be discussed Mm -hmm. now the chances of it happening are i think 0.001 percent but the fact that it even got there and uh was put forward is yeah i'm i think that's probably my high five to myself moment definitely definitely and what would you say is your biggest challenge when it comes to zero waste week what is it for taking part personally or for writing the content putting it all together um yeah I really need another couple of clones of me (laughs) so I mean each campaign takes over 400 hours to organize so I'm writing the content doing all the social media stuff you know talking to press if they want to talk Mm -hmm. to me hello press please talk to me (laughs) Um, and um just yeah juggling about 20 balls in the air yeah um so it's it's time it's organization it's you know hoping that nothing major goes wrong in my little sphere of the world that needs needs my attention you know yes um all of that really bringing it all together and 
and you still very much is a kind of one man band operation, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got the ambassador bloggers of which you are one of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the ambassador bloggers are really invaluable into getting the message out to people that I wouldn't be able to reach mm-hmm. because each one takes the zero waste message to their audience. Yeah with their own you know engagement level and following and that so it's it's absolutely wonderful to have that yeah i've got three amazing admin people on my facebook group because if anybody runs a group they will know that you get a lot of spammers and trollers um and sometimes little arguments break out between participants that you have to just soothe ruffled feathers and it takes time. It takes a lot of time to, you know, authorize new members and yeah. do all that. I've got Lynn who takes care of the Pinterest boards and she's put together a cracking resource. There are thousands oh, of pins on there. Yeah, it's really, she's doing a sterling job on there. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's interesting. People have written to me thinking I'm an organization yeah. or thinking I'm a government funded yeah being and uh no I actually I'm sitting at my dining table just one person just, yeah, yeah with, with my daughter wanting me and my husband needing me and the cat yeah. wanting feeding and <laughs> yeah and, and I think campaigns like this or maybe zero waste week is unique in that it has got so big with just you from your dining room table but it is a real labor of love and people do assume that it's funded by the government or it's there's you've got some big business sponsors somewhere but that really isn't the case and uh, you might not want to answer this, but you know, in terms of funding it, how how do you do that? Uh, with difficulty. So to be honest, I fund it. Mm. Um, this year, I have got a few sponsors, which I'm really grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't start early enough. Yeah, you know, I should I should have started much earlier. Um, getting funding has been very difficult because I think, uh, firstly, I I don't have the knowledge and the understanding to apply for funding. Mm-hmm. The thought of filling out a 40-page form just yeah. fills, fills me with dread. Yeah. Um, and also, because I am not registered as a, I don't know, social enterprise, yeah. charity, that sort of thing, it's very difficult. And because I'm not running an event where people come and they can yeah. see something, mm-hmm. this whole idea that it's a virtual mm. um, thing, uh, entity, yeah. is still very difficult for people to grasp, I think. Yeah. And the you know the funding isn't really in place to support things like that sure. so yeah it's it's my you know contribution to the world if you like and I, I ask for donations if people yeah. want to put a latte fund into my zero waste fund that would be very nice and you've set up because you did it last year as well I think didn't you that yeah. you set up a donations page and you know if we if you think if everybody who tweeted or retweeted the hashtag gave a pound oh Jen I'd be a millionaire yeah I, mean, I would like, how amazing would that be and it's and I think that's just one of the the things I really want to push home to people is that you know there are people like you that are are giving their time and their energy and their love and their you know their money to to campaigns like this and it doesn't all just happen and it isn't being sponsored by someone and it isn't being paid for by someone so as you say your latte fund for the week or your I don't know you know give up your bag of sweets or whatever it is or your ice cream for that week but I just think to to give you some payback as well you know because I I imagine that doing something like this as much as you're passionate about it as much as you love it you do reach a point where you need to know that this is something that people value and the way our society shows value 
unfortunately or otherwise is is monetary isn't it Yes, it is. And I, I think the other thing is, is, it's actually not just time. You'll know yourself from running a blog, setting up a website costs money, the mm. hosting costs yeah, money, the, yeah. the, the newsletter saying costs me mm. money every month. So it's not just time. I actually have to pay out just, yeah. just like you do, just like all the other bloggers do. We have to actually fund our own projects. Yeah. yeah. And um, as you say, it's just another example of where the collective impact, as you as you pointed out, just one pound from mm. everybody, that yeah. would be marvellous. Thank you very much. <laughs> Make a big difference. Oh, because well, I, I can't because I can't go to my mortgage people and say, oh, by the way, I had you 20 know. Million, yeah, yeah, they, 20 million people on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, they just want their money. So, um, yeah. yeah, there yeah. we are. I'll, I'll post a link to the donations page there. So if anybody does want to come along and, and support Rochelle and Zero Waste Week, then they can find it there. And... For people who are thinking about taking part in Zero Waste Week or maybe have never even heard the term Zero Waste before, have you got some top tips you can share for people wanting to get started to dip their toe in the water? Yes, I have. It goes back to something you said, Jen, where we don't always make the connection between what we buy and what we put in the bin. Mm -hmm. So one of the things to do is to know where you're starting. Mm -hmm. So in other words, to actually take a bin audit so instead of just throwing everything away for a week, actually have a look and yeah. see what's in there because it's, I know it sounds odd, but it can be quite surprising what's in there. Yeah. And then, and you might suddenly think, oh gosh, do you know what? I, I actually don't really, I didn't even really enjoy that. Mm. Or I found for us, you know, there were particular foods that just got thrown away every week because none of us bothered to get right. around to eating it. Yeah. So you could just cut that out of your shopping yeah. list. Yeah. So that's um, one is to know exactly what you're dealing with Uh by having a look at what you're throwing away and then seeing are there any alternatives yeah or you know could I actually go without this because I don't really want it anyway Mm -hmm. that's one um another thing that we did that made a huge difference to us was we took away the kitchen bin Mm -hmm. where it's just so easy to put everything and we put a recycling bin there instead Mm -hmm. so in other words that made it easier for us to recycle than it did to throw something away we had to kind of go out yeah we had to go out of the room to the bin to throw something away um and the other thing I say to people because I just said the phrase there throw something away is when you do that ask yourself where is away Mm. because it isn't this magical place where the fairies put their sprinkly dust on it's an incinerator or the landfill site it's a turtle's mouth it's a piece of litter that you see on your way home it's always somewhere else And I think by keeping that idea in mind, then it helps us to exactly what you said earlier, start to take responsibility for the waste yeah. that we generate. Yeah, definitely. As you said, it, it, it can potentially be sort of out of sight, out of mind. Mm. I think the things that I found most useful when the things that had the biggest impact when we did first did our sort of started slimming our bin, if you like, was that um, we you might might correct me here but I was told that any kind of stretchy plastic can go in the carrier bag recycling outside the supermarket so we have a big bag where we stuff all our um you know any kind of if if we do make the sin of buying a you know a bag of apples in a um in a carrier bag then that goes in there and and then my husband has the job of posting it all into the little um box that stands outside the supermarket for 10 minutes um and that actually massively reduced our waste and the other thing was that we don't have a food waste collection in Wiltshire so 
the council actually fund um, these they're, they're called uh, sort of hot composters so I'll put a link to them one's called the green joanna and I can't remember what the other one's called green cone and we got one of these green joannas and so we can put our, our food waste in there we can put cooked food in there as well as our garden waste and you know as anal as I am about food waste there's still the eggshells and the onion skins and the uh, half-eaten Weetabix that the kids have left so that massively cut down our landfill waste that's really good i've heard you talk about that green joanna the other thing is because uh, you've reminded me about it by saying uh, your suggestions is that it's really interesting that sometimes you think you know what you can recycle mm. at your curbside yeah. and locally but then the service changes or something new is bought online yeah. so it's always worth say every six months just checking either with your council mm-hmm. Or there's a fantastic website called RecycleNow.com and you type your postcode in and then it just shows you everything that you can recycle at curbside and everything you can recycle locally. And that's how, for us, we discovered just one day it seemed to just appear that we could recycle the juice cartons, the Tetra Pak juice cartons. And there was um, a a place to collect those behind a local pub sort of three miles away. brilliant. And that made a big difference to the amount of waste that was going into our bin so definitely check in every six months and just see if the facilities have changed nearby absolutely you mentioned earlier this waste hierarchy which is a a term that i always think sounds phenomenally dull but is actually just (laughs) massive common sense and it's that reduce reuse recycle thing and and some people have expanded that haven't they into refuse reuse reduce recycle uh, or repair all those kinds of things and i think that as individuals those are things that's really important to remember to do first before recycling isn't it because we can choose to not buy something in packaging or to repair our to sew the button onto our shirt or to um repair our the patch in our jeans or those kinds of things before we even think about whether they can be recycled yes it's it's important to keep that in mind and the other thing is that so often as consumers I think we feel that we have no choice people say oh I haven't got a choice Mm. but actually we need to remember that we have got a choice and not only that but we're extraordinarily powerful because every purchase we make we are voting with our money definitely Definitely. and that gives us back again that idea of self-responsibility that what am I you know here's five pounds yeah what am I going to say yes to yes yeah um so yeah. and who, who giving... do i want to yeah what yeah what businesses what ethos do i want to be supporting with my hard-earned money exactly Brilliant. yeah i think we mentioned that that about zero waste the term being intimidating and i think sometimes if you google zero waste you'll come up with the almost the poster girls if you like of zero waste beer johnson and lauren singer and people looking very hip and cool and carrying around these mason jars full of rubbish what I love about zero waste we can don't take this the wrong way is that it's 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 so much more real and normal and accessible well I think it's like I said to you at the beginning of the podcast you said how are you I said I'm feeling grey and old <laughs> so so I'm, I sort of I'm I am seeing myself almost as the grandma of the zero waste oh, movement now no. but but it's okay because you're right in that it makes it the, the emails I get from people are ones that say you make it very um you're very approachable mm-hmm. you're the girl next door you know I don't feel intimidated because I'm not the sort of person that preaches and holds up my mason I'm not slagging off the people that hold up their mason jars it's fine you know it's great yeah. 
Um, but I'm in the trenches and I'm more likely to hoik out the mouldy salad bag from the back of the fridge and say, oh dear, look, yes. look what I've done this week. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I try to keep it uh, very real. So what I find is that when I send out newsletters, I actually get email responses back from people and often they'll they pour out it's almost like a life story or or even things that they say I can't tell anybody else this because you'll understand yes. and it might be that they're really excited because they've taken their own container to the butchers yes. but if they try to tell their friends that they their friends would just go yeah, yeah right, whatever yeah. Yeah. you know um so it's it's great that I have that and also I talk to people who perhaps have, are physically challenged with what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it m- might be, you know, they've got health issues or something like that. It might be that there's no disposable income. Yeah. It might be that they're living in a high-rise flat and they haven't got room to store things. And so by talking to people like that and trying to come up with creative solutions for them, it, it becomes a really inclusive, mm. y- you know, you, you don't have to be yeah carrying your rubbish around in a mason jar it's just about doing what you can and if again you know we're going around full circle here again but if everybody reduced their waste by say 10 percent what massive change would that be yes yeah and it all comes down again doesn't it to making making a start picking one Mm. picking your battles I guess picking one thing that you can that you can do and that you can get the end of the week and go brilliant that that actually was much easier than I thought it was going to be what can I do next what can I do next yeah, that's very much how our journey started. We almost set ourselves a monthly challenge. Yeah. So month number one was the carrier bags one. Number two was, okay, you know what? We have to take this stuff to the end of the drive every week to throw away. So why don't we just separate the recyclables and put those out separately? Because mm-hmm. that's not too difficult to do. Um, month number three was finding out what could be recycled at one of these local bring banks mm. so say we were taking our daughter to a you know an after school club or we were on an errand anyway we would just put a box of stuff in the back of the yeah. car and as we drove past take that yeah um and that's how we did it and yeah. as i say it took it took 18 like little mini challenges and we pieced everything together and there we were with you know a, a limited amount of um waste each month so how much do you throw away each week or month now Mm. now interestingly we're not that good I know there's lots of people who do much better than us yeah so um, we have a fortnightly landfill collection and we have to use it every fortnight Um, when we were doing our ultimate let's see what is the nth degree we can go to that was 2009 and we accumulated one bin for the whole year which was ridiculous But it, in and it was all consuming. It yes. really was. Was it realistic? No, it wasn't. But it was that idea of what what can one family do, yeah. and that's what one family could do. Wow. But but my take now is that you know if these twenty million people <laughs> that are tweeting about it yes. are also reducing their waste, and actually, yeah, we're all kind of helping each other. Yes. And yeah, I, I'm actually. A little bit embarrassed about how much waste we create now because it's probably a full wheelie bin every fortnight okay which yeah. is a bit shocking but that I makes don't really... me feel better <laughs> yeah but i think I, I think i need to go and do that waste audit again because yes, i'm thinking what's in there yeah actually what's in that we do have an open fire and we do sometimes burn coal right and there's like nothing you can do with that okay yeah um but no it's um that's probably been the most embarrassing question actually oh Jen. i'm sorry <laughs> 
no, it's okay. It's good. It's actually Keeping it's good it because yeah, because now I'm thinking, no, actually, I need to get back on track. Yes, you know, so spend it all is, my time. Um, t- something that creeps up, isn't it? I found mm. that we got down to, and we probably do. I don't. I don't want to embarrass, but we probably do about I don't know quarter to a third of a wheelie bin every two weeks. Wow. And, um, but you know that does. If you don't keep an eye on it, it does creep up, doesn't it? The, the sort of yeah. you fall out of habits that you the new habits that you've developed you kind of fall out of and that sort of thing so yeah it is it does need reassessing every so often well I think this is part of the zero waste week idea it's like a boot camp mm, yes so it's a boot camp for your bins and then for the next 51 years you kind of go uh, 51 years 51 weeks yeah you, you go off and you do stuff and then you know invariably by the end of August your bins back to where mine is <laughs> and it's time to start again when zero waste week comes up so yeah I'm actually, you've fired me up again, actually. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready for Zero Waste Week now. Oh, maybe I should, maybe we should uh, get back together at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'll keep myself accountable. To. So what are your <laughs> hopes and dreams for Zero Waste Week over the next couple of years? Oh, do you know what? I haven't really thought about it because I'm, I'm hitting the wall yes. with preparing the content for this year. Yeah. So that's probably a question for like next January. Yeah. <laughs> so what what I tend to do is the the very first thing I do, Jen, this is my little insider secret. Very first thing I do when I'm preparing the campaign is I book two nights away immediately after Zero Waste ah. for me and my husband. Yes. So that we can just, you know, regroup. Yeah. yeah be together again because I'm invariably head up my own wherever mm, yeah. for this month um so you know I would obviously it well it's growing I, yeah. I don't think it, it can stop growing mm-hmm. it would be lovely to get a few more countries on the map mm-hmm. um I've got people from countries that write content that's particular for that country which is really helpful to get international participants yeah um, and of course, I'd love to be able to fund it so that I can put more resources and yeah. build, you know, get a team of people together who yeah. can. I'd love to have ambassadors in every country. Wow, yeah. Who are doing, you know, maybe I could be writing the newsletter content, but then they rewrite it, if you like, f- that makes it applicable to yes. their yeah. their lifestyle. Because I'm aware that I'm reaching out to these people in all these countries, but actually. I only know what it's like in England. Yes. I, I don't even know what it's like in Wales and Scotland. Mm, yeah. Not really. Yeah. And even um, from county to county, the, the yeah. things that can be recycled are so different, aren't they? And the, the way that waste collections work and things. But the idea that, you know, I'm probably talking to people who live in such hot places that yeah. food goes off in mm. 48 hours. Yeah. Or that, um, I don't know, don't don't have curbside collections mm. you know there are people yeah. that just don't have collections I can't imagine I can't begin to imagine yeah. the difficulties that these people face and, and I would love to be able to have a team of ambassadors in every country yes yeah. that would be great go on I'm thinking big now so if there's any businesses listening or any um funding providers or anything like that then uh, I'll I'll make sure that I can direct that with the show notes will direct them back to you so they can get in touch about sponsoring Thank next you. year's zero waste week so we can keep you going yeah we need to keep it on the agenda because yeah. it's it's uh, you know you'll have found yourself it is it's putting toes into mainstream mm. Um, you know, recycling used to be a bit of a fringe activity for the hippies, yeah. but now it's very everybody. Everybody just does it. We yeah. just do it. Um, so that gives me a lot of hope. The idea now that we've got rid of the five pence, uh, sorry, rid of the free carrier mm, bags. Yes. 
that's all over the UK now. So the times they are are changing Mm. and all that. Um, But it's important, really important that we now keep it on the agenda and let the awareness grow. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. So just lastly, can you just remind us where we come to find out more and how to get involved? Yeah. So um, if people want to get the newsletters, that's signing up at zerowasteweek.com. And then lots of activity on social media. So it's facebook.com. I think it's cut groups, cut zero waste week heroes. Oh, brilliant. does that sound right to you? I think, yep. But I'll <laughs> definitely, I'll check it and I'll definitely link, link to Thank the correct one in the show notes, yep. And then finally, Twitter, which is at My Zero Waste. And there'll be lots of activity with the hashtag, which is Zero Waste Week. Brilliant. Oh, fabulous. It's been absolutely fascinating, Rochelle. And, and am I right in saying we've sort of known each other, in inverted commas, for quite a few years, but this is the first time we've spoken properly I know I know it's really weird isn't it it's great it's been really lovely to connect with you in this way I just I just find the internet a fascinating tool yes it's brilliant isn't it yes and uh, technology when it works is a wonderful way to connect with people as well but um yeah real life it, it does it's not um it's not the same as meeting up in real life is it but it's I, I I'm always amazed at how similar people are when you speak to them uh, you know on the phone or on Skype as to how they appear on social media and I love that Mm, yeah it's um it's an interesting thing but I think the idea of social media is I I mean I I know it's got its negative sides but the people I've met Mm. that I would never have have met I would never have been able to talk to you know without this tool we call the internet um yeah it's real double-edged sword that one person can have and your you know proof of that that one person starting a blog doing one thing starting a campaign and now you've managed to reach 20 million people that's staggering isn't it it is and it's and it's something that excuse me couldn't be done as I say in the real it sounds old doesn't it in the real world um but yeah we have these opportunities open up to us now so it's wonderful yeah brilliant well it's been fabulous to connect with you thank you so much for your time and all the very best with um zero waste week and maybe I'll tweet you at the end and find out how you're getting on with your bin (laughs) I'll show you I'll take I'll take a gruesome picture and show you how much is in there thanks Jen yeah yeah Fab, thanks so much, Rochelle. Thanks, Jen. You've been listening to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. If you've enjoyed the show, do leave a review and make sure you tell all your friends. And I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts and feedback. So do drop me an email on jen at jengale.co.uk or hop over to Facebook and join my Sustainable Life community.